0: This is part two of the Dusty Thunder podcast with Tony Spark. We had a little bit of an intermission here and we found out that we might have a major problem with Camber One, which is this one right here for the end of part one. So if you ended up staring at Tony Spark's face. Well, thank God that that worked out that way. If you ended up staring at his face at the entire end of podcast one. I'm sorry. (laughs) The audio is fine, though, and that's really what's important here. So so hopefully everything works for this go around, but we're going to find out. All right. Oh, snap. We're going to dive right in to this story, uh, which is, am I the ass for telling my wife I'm moving? It's up to her if she's coming with me or not. Uh, this doesn't sound tense at all. No, I'm already nervous. You're already uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> You're... I'm going to take a, a sip of a uh, Jot coffee before getting started here, which I haven't talked about yet in the podcast, but Jot is one of our partners. Uh, they send us some really cool stuff and you can actually save on Jot coffee by using the code dusty 20 at Jot.co. It is a coffee concentrate. You add a tablespoon, eight ounces of water to ice, whatever cream and sugar you want. And there you go. It's gourmet, but it's Jot. Bada bing, bada boom. And I love the hell out of it. It brings me to life. Jot coffee is life. All right, we ready for this? Oh boy, here we go. Yep. My wife and I have been married for six years and have two kids under five. We live on the East Coast in a two bedroom small house. Cost of living here is insane. My parents moved down south a few years ago. My mother called up a few weeks ago to tell me about a house in their community that is up for sale. They're good friends with the owner and can get us a good deal for the house. To me, this sounds amazing. Everything there is cheaper. and We will have more space and more bedrooms for our kids. I work from home so I talk to work and I would be able to keep my job no problem. My wife would need to leave hers but I could cover us until she finds a new one. I contacted a real estate agent to get an estimate on how much we could get for our house and it's a good amount that would make the move easy. Once I had everything worked out and I was sure it was a good idea I brought it to my wife. She was totally against it immediately. She doesn't want to leave her job, she doesn't want to move the kids away from her family and she doesn't want to leave her friends. I explained to her that when she puts her selfish reasons aside this was a great opportunity for our kids we'll have more money and more space in a big backyard and we will be close to my parents so our kids won't be without family she said no there was no chance her life is here and has been here her entire life and she has no intentions to change that i was pissed and slept on the couch that night i spent all night thinking about it and came to the decision that if she doesn't want to do the right thing by our by our kids i will I laid it out for her. It was up to her if she wanted to move, but I had made the decision to move. She could either come with me or we could divorce. We could sell the house, split the profits, and I will use that half for my new home down south and she could do whatever she can with her half up here. Probably would have to rent. We would also have to work out custody for our kids. I told her she has a month to make a decision, but I was going to start the process and get my business in order. She told me I was being crazy and, and has only been speaking to me about the kids for the past week. I've been in contact with the seller of the new house and I'm setting things in motion. My parents told me I'm doing the right thing and looking out for my kids. I ran it by my friend who told me I'm being an asshole for expecting my wife to change her entire life, but this is what is best for our kids and I think she needs to grow up. Stop being selfish and think of our kids. Mm. (sighs) Oh. Well This well, is well. not this is not how married decisions go. They are not ultimatums. They're not supposed to be, at least. I know this I know it works like this for a lot of people, but they aren't supposed to be ultimatums. You're supposed to move as a team. And also, if you're asking your partner to make a huge decision like this, there's gotta be some understanding. But there's think, gotta be But I think the
1: key is there, he's not asking her. He's telling her this, this is, is what yeah, is happening. Yeah, that's what you don't do. So first screw up in this entire thing, whereas he put it together and he made the decision. He made the plan and then went to her and did it without involving her in it at all. Not saying, Hey, what do you think about this?
0: Didn't, <laughs> you, you, have to, you have to try to sell your spouse on big decisions like that. And that would probably involved involve before saying, Hey, we should do this. I'm going to do it. Do it with me. Or we're getting divorced, which by the way, you're probably getting divorced now. Either way. Update. Um, Yeah, you're getting divorced. (laughs) Uh, It probably would have been, hey, let's take a trip down there. Let's go look at this house. Let's take the kids. Let's go look at the school. Let's look at the parks in the area. See if this this is a place that you can imagine yourself living. Like, take that slow, long game process instead of just being like, you know what? Okay, we're doing it. And of course, your parents are proponents of this because you're going to be coming to them. Mother-in-law's. They think you're doing the right thing. Of course they do, because you're going to move right next to them. Not right next to them, but, but near them. Oh, there's a lot. This is a prozo move. And it's, I didn't even ask yeah. the kids either. I don't know how old their kids are. Oh, they're under five. Yeah, so it's like they're going to have a lot of input here. But still, it's there's a lot to unpack here. He Uh-oh. called her selfish but he was the only one. He, he only took his own needs was into consideration say, here.
1: He sounds pretty selfish. He does sound selfish. He's like, I want to do this. I'm doing this and you're doing it
0: with me or you're gone. He says it's the right thing for the kids. And you know what? Having more resources and more room available for them is great. But if you're pulling them away from the life that they know, that's not great. Mm. You have to be able to balance those things. And I mean, that if- is a conversation that a couple has together. That's not a decision he gets to make on his own. He's essentially deciding to get divorced. Pretty much. I mean, I think if you're going to sell it,
1: you you take a trip down with your family, you spend some time and you go, isn't this nice? Oh, yeah. Look at this nice park. Look at these nice restaurants, man. Wouldn't it be great for something like this? And
0: you then you then you kind of do the soft sell on it, not just we're moving or you're leaving. Don't even mention the house that's for sale that your parents know about. <laughs> Maybe you drive by it while you're down there just soft selling and you're like, hey, check out that house. That oh, house yeah. is beautiful. It looks a giant like backyard. That. Oh, look, it's for sale. Like, that's it. That is that is as as intense as you would get on that first visit. This, Oof. you're asking her to give up everything. Without everything. even a conversation, without even a conversation about it, you
1: are going to her and saying, you're quitting your job. We're moving next to, we're moving into the neighborhood with my parents and this is what we're doing. This is what I want. And if you say no, you're selfish. Yeah, and you said no, oh, screw you. I'm going. Oof. If you don't want to go, divorce me. Oof wow yeah this guy is this guy is
0: a brozo he is a brozo and also definitely is is on the ascon scale here you have to keep scrolling down that scale (laughs) because it's uh is he ascon one is he a terrible human he's a terrible husband he is a terrible husband also a terrible father because although he says he's thinking about his children here like that That's not something that you get to decide on your own. The the only person who gains in this equation is him.
1: I think that there almost has to be something else going on for you to just immediately go to divorce. You know what I mean? Be like, just that that's the first thing. Not even if she objects to it and say, okay, okay, you're right. Let's talk about this to be like, "No, we're getting divorced if you don't do this
0: with me." So he values so, a bigger house and bigger yard more than his marriage?
1: Yeah. So may, there's got to be something else going on here to where you're just like, "Maybe this is an out and an excuse for him to be, be like, I want out of this marriage and yeah. so I'm going to give her this ultimatum that I know she's not going to take." That's entirely possible. Because but, but obviously I, I he's not going to say that. I don't know how you go from just fine to divorce in like that. Oh, that's,
0: mm. you could be right. This could be, this could be a cover for some of the reason where he's just looking for an out, but But he, he values, he, he values having the extra money and extra room more than his marriage. And that is plain as freaking day here. And because of that reason alone, he's probably going to end up getting divorced. Even if, even if he ends up not being able to move. uh, Yeah. The, the message you just sent to your wife is like, you don't matter. Um, and he's willing to put his kids through. Yeah. He's willing to put his kids through having two separate homes just so we can have a bigger yard like
1: they're Yeah. Because at that point, then it's not best for the kids anymore. And right. especially it sounds like down South. So they're, they're, it probably requires getting on a plane. It's yep. far away. And how, at what point is that best for the kids?
0: Well, and when it comes to that custody hearing, the parent who is, who is more likely to create the least amount of change to their current schedule and environment is automatically going to 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 be the one that is favored in this situation, and he's trying to uproot everything. Yeah, so it's not going to work out for him the way that he thinks it's going to work out. Uh, yeah. So and then,
1: and it's like, okay, how much are his parents involved in this too, of planting that seed to him being like, you should, you need to move down yes, here. You're doing. The oh, right look, thing. I found this house. You're doing the right we're, thing. We're about to parents. have an everybody loves Raven situation here. I mean, apparently that's what they're going for. And he's fallen right into it. I mean, there's no discussion. There's no pro and cons list. This is just that I'm moving and you're Doing either it. coming with me or I'm divorcing
0: you. He's going to end up living in this uh, big house with a big backyard and no kids. Seriously, no way.
1: he's going to go from being Raymond to being Robert, the one who lives above the garage. You know, that? <laughs> like, what, what's going on here?
0: Oh, gosh. So what is he ask on two or is he ask on one? Mm. Ask on two is you definitely shouldn't have done that. And ask on one is you're a terrible human. I don't
1: think he's a terrible human being. I think that he's not a very good husband, but I don't know if it's.
0: He, I don't even know that I believe he that he thinks he's doing the right thing for the kids.
1: I don't think so either. I think he wants it. And so he's convinced himself that this is what the kids, what is good for the kids. And I don't think that that's because i don't see how a divorce and and two households and traveling and not being around for your kids all the time is best for the kids i don't see it because they have a bigger backyard and you have a little yeah. bit more money
0: i mean if there was if this was a broken marriage and you're talking about two separate happy homes versus one miserable home that's a different situation i mean and maybe at this point it is
1: a bro- maybe, maybe it isn't a happy home and maybe like i said maybe this is his way of saying
0: Seeing how committed she is, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But the way that he approached it definitely feels like oh, an Ask On One thing. Yeah. To me. I, and and Ask On One is you're a terrible human, but the, the way that he approached this makes me think that he's just a shit person. Well, and, and he's already
1: had, there's already the foregone conclusion that he's going to. Because right. he said, I'll give you a month to think about you it. You don't get to make those decisions. I'll give you a month own. to think about it, but I'm still going to go forward with buying the house and moving. So think about what? Like you, you've already decided that it's happening. There's no talking you out of it. And what, I mean, what she, what choice does she have? And then you're going to drag her down there. And then what's going to happen? Your marriage is going to blow up anyway, because she's going to be miserable. She didn't want to go down there to right. begin with. You took her away from her family, her friends, all of that stuff. And when she didn't
0: want to. Hey, you used to work in real estate. Can you purchase and sign for a home oh, it's without sticky. your spouse? It's sticky. Because I think it, that could be a, a part of this where he gets awfully surprised. Well, it
1: depends on state by state on what they're going to do with it. And so I
0: think, uh, if it's a residential it's property, you're trying to buy it without your, ha- your, without your wife and you're married, he could, he could find some complications there. Yeah.
1: It it varies state by state depending on what they what the rules are. Even the government is mean, like, dude,
0: this is a bad idea. Yeah, that you need your wife to sign yeah, off you too. You usually
1: can't sell anything without and you might be able to buy something without them, but you don't you're not gonna be able to sell anything without them.
0: Ask depending one, on one, dumbass. Yeah, this
1: guy is a piece of work.
0: His new address will be um house number one, Ascon one lane.
1: <sighs> yeah. I don't know, I'm kinda leaning towards this Ascon one just because of how he handled it. I mean, the way he handled this whole situation. I mean, he really, I mean, oh, you have a month to think about it, but I'm going to go buy the house anyway. (laughs) Like, (laughs) What?
0: What? You have a month to decide if you're coming with me or getting a divorce. That's not a choice, dude. That's,
1: Oh, you dumbass. Like I, I I I don't have the marriage perspective in this, but I cannot think that an ultimatum is the way to go
0: in any relationship, much less a marriage with children involved. I can tell you that as much at least short term damage as buying a truck without my wife's permission. <laughs> if I tried to pull this off, it would be immediate divorce. Like you don't you don't mm. do that to your spouse, especially if you love them and value them as a human being, you don't do this to them. He was ripping everything away from her. Yeah. And didn't give two shits. And about Didn't it. give
1: a shit. That's the thing. He's like, I don't care. Like not even giving her an opportunity. I mean, she said no. And it's not like, Oh, you know, we talked about it or I saw her point of view or I did. It's like, no, she said no
0: right away. So I said, screw you. Like, and that's an Ascon one. That
1: is an Ascon
0: one. Congratulations, sir! You're Congratulations. the first Ascon one of the podcast session here, even from part one. You're uh, You've done great. Yeah, way way to get us started here, yeah. dude. Yeah, enjoy that divorce. I hope she has a good lawyer. Enjoy your big empty house down south. Oh yeah. plenty of sweet tea. No wife. Don't worry. His mom will make him t- sweet tea. Apparently now. I mean, oh. Uh, Okay, let's go ahead and dive into the next story here uh, as we try to let our brains recover from that. Oof. This one is, am I the asking out for telling my wife that I'm not taking off work to be present at our daughter's birth? Yeah, this one's not starting off. It's not, either. it's not unless there's a, a big twist in here. Oh. We're looking at another ask on one situation. Oh, dear. What? Okay. My daughter is expected to be born sometime this month, so I've been picking up extra work in order to have more money for when the baby comes. Yesterday I came home and my wife asked me when I would be taking off of work so I could be there at her bedside. I told her that I couldn't because there was a big project coming up and that they needed me. My boss is also married to the sister of one of my wife's brother's friends and they've all known each other for a long time. When I got out of the shower, my wife told me that she called my boss and that he has given me as much time off as I need with pay. Then she says, you told me that there was a project and they needed you, but I was just told that you didn't even ask for any time off. In fact, you asked for more work. Oh, boy. I got upset. For one, and I told her this when I, first, when I was first offered the job as well, that I don't want her using her friendship with my boss to get me any special treatment. Two, I think it's disrespectful that she overruled my decision to work by going over my head instead of talking to me and having me call if I decided to take time off, that is. She decided by herself that I was going to take time off and called the boss on my behalf. Imagine you decide to do something at work and your spouse calls your boss and tells them not to let you do it. How would you feel? She apologized about calling my boss but was still mad about why I never asked for time off. I explained to her that I wanted to work for extra money to have after her birth and plus the baby wouldn't even remember me being there or not. Oh, you dumbass. She burst into tears and said that she wanted me to be there. And I felt bad and I said I would try to be there if I could and everything was fine until this morning when I was getting ready for work and she said, you're still going to work? I said, yes. She asked, what if the baby starts to come? I said that her mom will be here and that I will try to rush over to the hospital as fast as I could. She said, fine, go. I don't care anymore with an attitude. And then I left. I just got a text from her mom saying, shame on you. And my mom saying, I'm disappointed. I thought I raised you better than this. I don't get what the big deal is. Why is everyone making such a big deal about me not being at her bed, her bedside? How many of you remember your parents being bedside? I want to take time off after the baby is born so I could bond with her. It doesn't make sense to take time off before then. I know my wife wants me to be there, but we're always together. Am I the asshole or is my wife not thinking straight? I try to be gentle with her because I know it's mostly her out of control hormones talking, but this is ridiculous. Mm. Clearly, this is homie's Bruh. first child. Bro.
1: Okay. This guy. Did Does it say how old they are? Did it it say that in the beginning? It does not. Okay. They cannot be very
0: old. It's their first child. It's got to be it. Okay. So to answer your questions here, OP, (laughs) yes, you're the asshole. Uh, Two, you being there is not about the baby remembering if you were there or not. You should want to be there to witness your child being born because it's a magical moment. And also you should want to be there for your wife leading up to that, because this is an incredibly scary thing and you love her. Ugh. This, this, yeah, I think he's freaking out.
1: I think he probably is too. Um, I think that, I think it's one of those, like, if I just don't like it, it's not happening. Like he just keeps pu- putting it like in context in of like, it's not happening. Like I, I got to get this work done. And he's probably apparently he's obviously freaking out about money too. I think that's part of it. He's freaking out like, oh, I like I, I got to be prepared for this. And I just don't think he's ready for it. And this is absolutely not the way to handle this situation.
0: Well, and he could be. It could be one of those things where, you know, because he's freaking out, he's focused on what he can control and what he can do and what he's good at doing is working. Right. And a lot of times, you know, if I'm stressed out, I'll, I'll work because that's something that I can control and I can be productive in, and, and and it's a mind distraction too, so that I don't freak out. Idle hands is an issue when you're freaking out. Yeah. But he is not communicating well at all. And he's also, his priorities are way up because he's not thinking about wanting to witness his daughter being born. He's not thinking about being there for his wife. He's just thinking about, you know, the kid's not gonna remember. Yeah, it's not I about think, that.
1: Yeah, he's missing the whole point of what this is about. It's not about the baby remembering you. It's about your wife. Being there for your wife. I mean, when she's screaming and holding her hands, and who's she gonna yell at? You did this to me, you son of a bitch! Like, if he's not there, so <laughs> I mean, uh, I, uh, yeah, this is, and and I think part of it is maybe he's, um, you know, maybe he's one of those people with work, like, so I'm thinking of like one of those really intelligent people where you just don't think in that, like, you don't think in that emotional perspective right. of it, where you just think of the, like. I'm going to take time off afterwards i need to make money now i'm going to do this after i'll be with them afterwards i don't need to be there for this and i can do like he doesn't have that emotional like empathetic part of him that's like
0: oh i need to be there for her like it's just like oh it doesn't make sense it's not logical so i'm a robot too but even i get this like he just he's not getting it at all yeah and and the whole not being there for his wife thing because because she's going to have support there like that is putting a hundred percent of the, the birthing process on your wife. And although it's not like you can take over any of that for her being there, just the support side of things, right? Because you, because you, this is, this child is both of your child. It's something that you guys, you either do this whole process together. You can't push the baby out. But yeah. You damn sure. Better be it's there. It's like
1: being like, Oh, it's your kid. You did it. I mean, you have the, you have the baby. I'll be there
0: afterwards. Like. I'm guessing that she what? didn't use a, a turkey baster to make this happen. <laughs> like, I'm guessing you were involved in that part of the process and you're just choosing to not be involved in this part of the process. And that's a stupid thing to do. <sighs> this, this does not, this is not a good signal for how you're going to be as a few, fut- as a future husband or father, like you have to be able to empathize. Like Tony said, with what's going on here and this is not your wife's out of control hormones no she expected you to take time off to be there because that's what's commonly done and and if you
1: value your life i would also not tell your wife is this your hormone i would not come at it for that argument because no. that's not going to end well
0: either. and we get a lot of stories from pregnant women who who are going through things and and you have to recognize that that hormones play a part in that but nothing that she is saying or doing right now indicates to me that that it is hormones influence no. anything because these are these are standard practices. Yeah, it's pretty for cut dads. and dry that he's like, I'm no I don't think I need to go. Like, yeah. Bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, and you
1: and you did you did do something impressive though? He got the mother in law and the, his mother to agree on something because they were both like, "You're an idiot"
0: about him being a piece of shit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like what? They're like, "What the, the hell's the uh, matter with you?"
0: This is why they're telling you you're, you're an idiot though, because there are plenty of fathers who can't get time off work to be there for this part. You can, and I think that this.
1: I think now, obviously, if it's not getting through to him with the mothers, I think now it, you know. Hey, let's have father in law and father getting in this and saying, "There you go, hey." Buddy, you are going to be there. You don't understand. and you maybe think you that's don't want to the be there because you're a man?
0: Here's what a real man no, does. Maybe he
1: doesn't have, maybe that's not an option, but just if that's, if that option is available, like I think it, the father is offering some perspective of being like, buddy, you, you need to be there. And here's the other thing. I don't, I don't know. You would, you know, from experience, like he doesn't go, he will probably regret not going.
0: To Absolutely. That. Absolutely. And being being one of the first people that your child sees when they open their eyes and being there for your wife, yeah. your spouse, your significant other, as as they are birthing another human into the world, like it is a gross but magical experience. <laughs> I remember I remember after my first kid, um Caden, who's now twenty, he came out and then the doctor <laughs> The doctor is like, okay, you're going to start pushing again. And I'm like, come again. Like, is this another kid? No, they come with luggage because you don't, <laughs> you don't understand that the placenta, whenever it comes out is like a giant purple alien football. And I was like, there's an alien baby in there with my kid. There's so much, like there's so much, it, it's a lot and it's a whole experience, <laughs> it's a whole experience, but, but it is a magical experience and, yeah. and I know, Whenever, whenever Navy, whenever Navy was born, um, you know, she's, she's almost two now. Um, I'm older now, so I have a lot more appreciation for things. And I, you know, I know that this is, this is our, our last child. So it's like I treasured every second of it that much more because I know it's the last time I'll ever get to, to be there for that part of it. And I think as, as a dad, you can't help but tear up during these processes because it's just, You're welcoming your child into the world. And that includes the process leading up to it because they don't, it's not like boop, they're there. Yeah. It's a process and you've got to be there for that process. If you can, if you have any ability to be there at all, you're there. And if not, yeah. And I mean the fact that he didn't even ask for the time off, it wasn't
1: like, Oh, there's a big project and they need me. Like it was like, and, and, it sounds like his boss is even like, bro, you're de- you're taking up as much time off as you need. Yep. Like obviously, it, like all these red flags should be coming up for him. Like, oh yeah, maybe maybe I need to rethink this because. I think ugh. you're
0: right. I think he needs to talk to some other dads to get that yeah. that dad perspective. But right now, where do you, where do you think he lands? Ugh. He's definitely on the Ascon scale. And He's- I scroll down to Ascon one because I'm like, this is just a. Dumbass thing to I, do, but I think he's freaking I out.
1: I don't know if he's a, ter- he's not a terrible human for doing this. I think that he's, I think that he's a first time father. I think he's scared. He's freaking out. I, th- yeah. I think he's freaking out. And I think that he just needs a little guidance, but apparently not from the mother and mother-in-law or the wife, because that's not working. So he needs that other perspective. And,
0: you know, I, this is. So, too. Yeah, two. I would say, two. definitely, definitely shouldn't, shouldn't have, done have have
1: done it that way because
0: you. But uh, but our our thinking that he's probably freaking out and reacting out of fear yeah. here prevents him from being ask on one. Correct. If that's not the case, he probably is. If ask he's ask not one.
1: freaking out and he's just like, no, this is done like,
0: bro. Yep. Yeah. You, you're an ass. So ask on two, assuming that you're freaking out, uh, if that's not the case and you're just a dickhead, then you're an ask on one dickhead. So, congratulations. Listen
1: listen to dusty go there be there for your wife hold her hand let hey her you scream there, man. take the blame roll on magical moment
0: tears everybody's happy
1: great day yeah don't be an
0: asking maybe all. he's just heard enough horror stories that he's freaking out about i don't that know he probably too.
1: went too far on youtube or something
0: you'll be fine you'll regret it if you're not there
1: yeah i mean for i sure. think that's the biggest thing like he's going to regret if he's not there for it like it may not be now it may not be a Year two years, but he's one day he's gonna sit there and go, I can't believe I, I that. think it would
0: be immediate. I think as soon as he saw his child,
1: he'd be like, I cannot believe I missed this moment yep. with my wife and with my child.
0: Yep, so. and then he would it, it will haunt him for the rest of his life.
1: Suck so it wait. up, buddy. You're going
0: instead. He, um, he just gets to welcome his brand new bouncing baby Ascon 2 classification wrapped in blue. Congratulations!
1: Congratulations, it's an Ascon
0: you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> It's an asshole. <laughs> and it's you.
1: It's me. I, I'm the problem. It's me.
0: There you go. Why oh, you worked another one in. <laughs> what a segue that into was the next beautiful. story. Okay. We know what this one is because <clears throat> um, we've heard a little bit about it. This was a, a last minute edition by Candy Thunder. And uh, there are several of you that will connect well with this. This one is. Am I the ask or not for telling my sister that I can't attend my brother-in-law's funeral? Oh. My female 23 sister, female 28's husband, recently passed away in an accident. This is a shock and absolutely devastating for us. The funeral is coming up soon. I'm sure all of you know Taylor Swift is currently on tour, and tickets for that were notoriously difficult to get. I've been a fan since I was a kid. My first time ever, my first ever concert was her Red Tour. Her music has gotten me through some of the hardest moments and also part of my best memories. It might sound dramatic to some people, which is fine, but I truly feel Taylor and her music is a massive part of my life and shaped who I am. My friend and I managed to get tickets to the era's tour. The funeral is the date of our show. We want to get to the stadium by five at the latest. It'll take around 40 to 50 minutes to get there, possibly more depending on traffic. And of course, I also have to get ready before that and have a specific outfit slash costume I'm planning to wear. Oh, taking this really seriously. Mm -hmm. The funeral is in the afternoon and the timing is very close. I wouldn't be able to make it to the stadium in time. I told my sister gently that I'm sorry, but I can't make it to the funeral. She didn't take this well at all and completely went off on me, calling me selfish and a bunch of other things. I get she's grieving, so she's probably saying things without thinking, but even our parents are calling me unsupportive and selfish for not coming. (sighs) Okay. Okay. Ugh. As a huge Swifty, mm. what do you think here, Tony?
1: Well, as um, as a Swifty, I would uh, first off, I want to say that I I feel their pain of the notoriously difficult to get Taylor Swift tickets. Because unlike someone else on this podcast, I was unable to secure tickets. After sitting in the queue and sitting staring at Ticketmaster telling me there's 2,000 plus people in front of me for seven hours, I was unable to secure tickets. So I understand how difficult that it was. While
0: all of this happening about 10 feet from me while I'm scrambling.
1: (laughs) this is happening 10 feet away from someone else who must not be named sitting beside me who was able to get tickets and pretty damn good tickets. So I understand the pain of not getting these tickets. Let me also say at the risk of sounding insensitive, I would miss my own funeral to go to the heirs to her concert. So I can relate with her a little bit. Ah!
0: <laughs> okay. One of the notes that candy Thunder <laughs> left on here are, um, she said, uh, if I died, I would, I would say plan my funeral around the concert. <laughs> I would want you to go and enjoy the concert and take my ashes with you.
1: It's just Dustin. Here's Dusty just throwing up ashes during it's me. Hi. Just throwing up Candice's candy's ashes in the deal. and just be like, Oh
0: man. No,
1: I, uh, yeah, this is a, <laughs> I feel like there's two ways to look at this. There's the way to look at it. Like the objectively, like normal human being. And then there's the Swifty perspective to look at this and the fan perspective. It, I, I also feel like if you're truly devastated and truly shocked and truly very close to this person, this probably wouldn't have been a decision you'd have to make. Like, I feel like you're, you're going to the funeral. Like, it, you know, I understand. And listen, there's, there's opening acts to the concert. There's all of this. It's true. You want to get to the stadium at you five o'clock. You want to get to the stadium at five o'clock. Taylor's not coming on stage till eight
0: o'clock. You're good. You're good. And I I think that you, mm, yeah. Okay, but, but the general des- so she could pull off both. I I think I don't see why she couldn't pull off and both. And probably should. Yeah. But the general decision, if you did have to choose one or the other, right now she's looking at it as like who's been a bigger part of my life? Who do I who do I prioritize higher? And like we like we said earlier when we were talking about, you know, if you did a side by side comparison of this and if that's what she was doing, looking at like which one she was gonna commit to. They're both a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yes, then no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, obviously
1: she's probably I mean, obviously obviously the funeral's not happening.
0: But, but once in a lifetime. <clears throat>
1: I mean, Taylor's gonna go out again on tour, presumably, hopefully, for those of us who didn't get tickets. Not but <laughs>
0: Ugh. But I think she was probably looking at it, you know, as a comparison, thinking like, which one would I be more devastated by missing? And that's probably where but this came But then I from. think there's
1: a deeper problem with that. If you're going to be more devastated at missing a concert over the funeral of your family member that died, I think that's kind of like a...
0: Well, that may just speak to the relationship that she had with her brother-in-law. Maybe with them, they obviously weren't that close. That's true. But then there's also the element of being there for your sister, too. Agreed. Agreed. She, she definitely should attempt to go to both and not just completely not go yeah, because I, if she doesn't go at all she's going to be sitting there at home while the funeral is going on oh the fuck fo- yeah and that's terrible that's a terrible thing to do um i yeah. mean there's there's a way to figure this out and do both the, There, i think there's absolutely
1: a way to do both i mean again yeah you may miss the opening acts to the concert bummer but you can make the you can make the funeral you can make the concert. You don't have to stick around for all the post funeral things and the meal and all that stuff. You can upfront, family knows you have something to do and you, this funeral is not a one day thing either. You're obviously going to be with family leading up to this and all of the other things that go along with that. And so you're going to be spending a lot of time with the family. I think it's perfectly acceptable to be, to go to the funeral, but say, Hey, I've got to go as soon as this is over. Yeah. Like I've, I'll be here for the funeral. I'll be here for you, but I've got to go. So I got to probably- get I got to get all bejeweled up and I got to
0: just make it to the concert. Yeah. I wonder if she's bringing like 40 outfits so she can I do don't know. wardrobe changes with. Although, have you with seen T the Swift? videos
1: of these? Of the,
0: the, listen, yeah.
1: there's so, y'all are going all out for this era's tour because there's I've, there's been two shows so far and there have been some outfits and some costumes and oof.
0: also the, the the one T Swift concert that I've been to, which was Reputation tour in 2018 at Arrowhead. <sighs> What a show, yeah, it, that's that's a kicker is that you don't even have to be like uh, a Swifty to, to respect the show that's put on, like the tech that goes into it, the amount of planning that goes into it, the choreography. It is a hell of a show, yeah. So, even if you aren't a huge fan of the music, then I'm not saying that I'm I'm not a big fan of the easy, music. I was gonna I, say, easy there. I've but, got a family, I mean,
1: what were we listening to right before
0: we came? Yep, today? I got a family of daughters, and uh, and they playing her music in my car has has worked t-swift into my normal like super mix playlist so i hear it enough yeah. and it's it's he claims he claims that he blames them for the music hey i don't say i don't but like then it he's over there singing
1: i know the word yeah i know yeah. words
0: mm-hmm. uh and and also she's a really talented musician and a showman or show woman I mean, show is she's just a, she's a true entertainer and uh, yeah. there's so much respect for that and i think that that when you when when Swifties look at being able to go to a show, it is like a monument in life for them. It is a huge deal, like the event of the year. But I think she's not looking at the ripple effect. She's looking at how this affects her. Mm-hmm. She's not looking at, you know, the fact that she told her sister she wasn't gonna go while her sister was grieving. Yeah. Like just creating that extra drama for someone who's already grieving their their spouse probably not the best way to go unexpectedly it. passing away that's an asshole move not even attempting to figure out a way to go asshole move I get it I wonder if she was going to go with her sister too to the show yeah I don't know
1: what if that that'd make things really weird I, th-
0: I feel like she would have said so if, yeah. if that were the case but it's it has to do with so much more than than just how it affects you OP and that that does make you an asshole here I mean there are there's a compromise here. Yep.
1: There's a compromise to make both sides make it work for both of them.
0: Like, but you didn't even try, OP, yeah. and that's the problem. Is you were just like, nah, I'm not. It's it's gonna risk cutting it close for me, so I'm not even going to attempt it. And that signals to all yeah. of the people that expect you to give a shit that you just don't give a shit.
1: Instead of saying it's gonna be close, so I'm gonna have to leave as soon as the funeral's over, but I'll be there. Right. Is the response that probably should have happened. Yep. Because, I mean, look, you're
0: not going to give up a Taylor Swift ticket. No. Let's be real. No. There's a way she can pull it off differently. Though. And if you
1: do give up a Taylor Swift ticket, congratulations on the new car you'll be able to buy from selling those tickets.
0: True. Just saying. So we know the OP's on the Ascon scale here. Let's take a look and see where she might be. As a reminder, the Ascon scale is our scale of assholery to determine how big of an asshole the OP or some other character is. And in this case, uh, ask on four is you could have done it differently. Ask on three is you should have done it differently. Ask on two is you definitely shouldn't have done that. I don't think I don't think she's in ask on one territory. But yeah, I don't think she's two either. You think she's three? She should have done it differently because I mean, there is a compromise. I think so. Yeah, I it's think not a could have; it's a should have. Yeah, there's a compromise
1: here. So. I, th- I think that you should have you should have done it a little bit different.
0: I don't know. I kind of feel like this is a three or two situation here because of what she did to her sister, who's grieving the loss of her mm, spouse. Yeah, definitely shouldn't have done that. I feel like she's two. Hmm. This is a non-official you know, Swifty verdict I, as a two, as a Swifty. I was going to say three. You, you and can that's take fine. the
1: objective side of it. I'll take the Swifty okay. side of it. I, I'm going to stick with three. I think that. Also, you know, I wonder if she voiced her opinion, you know, and again, it's probably very hard to say something like this when planning a funeral for someone that died to be like, "Um, I I have tickets. I have tickets to a concert that night. Can we can we move the funeral to a different day?" Like, I understand that's hard to do, but I'm sure there were conversations that were had in planning and timing of the funeral. And <laughs> man, I don't know. I'm having a Dustin moment because <laughs> What? Because I'm like, I probably shouldn't say it.
0: <laughs> I'll edit it out. Tony, it's, go not ahead like and say he's, it. it's
1: not like he's going anywhere. He'll still be there the next day.
0: Totally not <laughs> editing that out.
1: Okay. But you're not wrong, but I don't think, <laughs> I, I mean, it's not like, I, I don't think again, she was
0: involved in that part of the process at all. And I, you know, luckily I haven't I haven't had to be a part of that process yet, but I do think that well, when it happens, you know, it's, it's probably the wife that's swept away and this, all these decisions are made and yep. it's a meeting at the funeral home and it's a, uh, okay, we have this opening and, and nothing else at that time matters. You're not looking that's at your true. calendar to that's see true. what else is going on. Yep. This trumps all things in your life right then.
1: I just, yeah, there, there's definitely a compromise here, but I'm still going to go with, I'm still going with Ascon three.
0: Okay. Well, and we'll, I've got an Ascon two and here. Yeah.
1: We'll have the objective and we'll have the Swifty side of it. There you go. So, and, and I mean, I'm, yeah. Ugh.
0: We have established that if this happened and, <laughs> and it was Tony's funeral that we I would, would be, miss my own funeral to go to this. We'd concert. be taking his ashes to the funeral yeah. and scattering them at Arrowhead, which is a double whammy because it's the chiefs plus T-Swift. Two birds, one stone. Look at that. Yep. We know that's what would be happening there. Yeah,
1: but no, I probably couldn't get tickets for that either.
0: <laughs> I'd sneak you in, dude. Oh, well. I'd have to use a clear bag. Seriously. is there something? <laughs> they'd be like, it? what is this dust? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. That is our last story here. Thank you so much, Tony Spark, for uh, making your debut here. I know he, uh, he was very nervous about it leading up to this, but he did a fantastic job, and he's just a natural. <laughs> So uh we are very appreciative for Tony Spark for finally letting us force him into doing this podcast. Here's the funny part he still as of like yesterday or last night even had had tentatively accepted the event on the calendar and every time he did that I would go in under his user on the calendar you know I noticed I, I noticed it. that I was wondering <laughs> what happened to my
1: maybe on there because I've said maybe and also the lovely candy thunder I, I I feel like I was I was duped into this because I was told that I had to like June to think about this. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, you're doing it this Friday. I'm like, "Eh? (laughs) huh?
0: What? No. Mm." I don't know. It just worked out this way, man. (sighs) But also a big shout out to candy thunder for getting all of our stories together for this. She always does a fantastic job. job. She loves her behind the scenes role, but we will get her, We will get her in another podcast here soon. I know everybody's waiting for candy thunder to come back. So we will have that taken care of shortly. And
1: maybe a podcast one day with all three
0: of them that would be fantastic also um please help support tony being a part a regular part of the podcast and enter the regular rotation by leaving a comment on here and letting us know that he needs to be a regular member as well regular guest i mean but don't get carried away you'll be fine or
1: they'll be like who's this guy (laughs) Tony's great. Now you know what the comments will be filled with. The comments will be filled with "Why didn't you pick my story, Tony?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what it's going to be filled with.
1: <laughs> now that they know who's the one picking the stories,
0: uh, not for this podcast though. But that's true. But I had for, nothing to do with these. For for lives, it's always a scramble uh, to to find the good stories, and he is the guy who has to wade through all of the follower submissions. And there's a lot. Yep, y'all there send a lot. a lot of stories. A lot of them. A lot. So, and we appreciate them. He's had a window into your lives that uh, that I haven't even had because he reads all of them. <laughs> he's got all the tea. <laughs> the window that I want to jump out of sometimes. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of the tea, I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but I've, I've got the perfect shirt on for this today. But the perfect part is on the back. So Spilling the tea
1: since 1773.
0: How is that not perfect? Nine Line has... Some of the coolest shirts out there. So thank you. Uh, thank you to Nine Line for creating this awesome design. Thank you to our brand partner, Jot Coffee, and the uh, discount code to- Dusty20 that they gave us for you guys to use. Uh, thank you to the entire Storm team. Tony Spark, you're awesome. Thanks. Bump again, Candy Thunder, thank you so much. The uh, the VIP group, which is on Facebook as a VIP group, but is made up of the paid supporters from the TikTok live side and also the YouTube live side. Thank you guys so much. You've been a huge part of this new brand rollout and helping us get things together. So you guys are awesome. And last but not least, you watching and listening to this right now. Thank you so much for engaging with this. The more you engage, the more we do and the further we reach. So thank you so much for that. This has been the first of the new brand Dusty Thunder podcast. And with our very special guest, Tony Spark. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye.
1: Lavender Haze.
0: Can I not resend it? Yes, it's me. Hi.
1: It's me. Hi, I'm so the problem. We were playing with these it's markers
0: me. last night. Any, uh, there are plenty of of dads who. Wow, I just butchered that whole last. <laughs> <laughs> My female 23 sister, female 28. Well, okay. Hold on. Hold on now. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also.